Are you single and waiting for Mr. Right? Are you in a relationship but still not quite sure if he's the one? Are you married and sometimes wondering if you've made the right decision? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and welcome to the He's Worth the Wait podcast. This podcast is to promote healthy, whole relationships and to educate you on how to produce the very best version of yourself so you can meet the very best version of the one who has been chosen for you. Go with me as I share my story, as I share my journey, as I share my truth and my testimony while inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging you to know that he is worth the wait. Let's talk. Hello, 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 and welcome to the He's Worth the Wait podcast. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and I am so excited to be on here with you guys today. This is going to be episode one of so many, and I am so excited to be on here. So I just want to tell you guys um, a little bit about myself, and then we'll jump right into our first topic. Um, I am Sharon Tillman. That is who I am. I am a native of North Carolina. I am a divorced single mom of three amazing kids. Um, And I know everybody is like, oh my God, everybody says their kids are amazing, but I'm so serious. (laughs) I am so serious, guys. My kids are amazing and I love them so much. I have one son and two daughters that I absolutely adore. Um, I am also a grad student, so I am getting my master's in family marriage counseling right now and I am very excited about that I'm excited more so because I didn't choose it and I know a lot of you are probably like what do you mean you didn't choose it I actually didn't choose this journey for me so God chose this journey for me he always already had this journey prepared for me for so many so so many years ago and I had no idea that this is what he wanted me to do Um, He took me through a lot of different things in my life, a lot of different things in my walk, in my marriage um, that prepared me for where I am today. And because of him, I walked this journey with no regret. I walked this journey um, not to say, woe is me. I don't walk this journey to to feel um, belittled or to feel 
less than or anything like that. I walk this journey proud. I walk this journey happy. I walk this journey very authentic in who he's called me to be. And so I am very excited. I probably wouldn't have said that when it first happened. But I can say today that I am very, very, very excited for where God is taking me, what he's done and what he's still doing in the midst of my life, in my journey and in my career. So we're going to jump right into this topic today. My first topic for you guys today is why do we settle? And I know you're probably like, oh, this is a good one, right? So this is exactly what I was thinking too. Whenever the Lord gave it to me, I was like, why do we stop? Like, Lord, we're going to start off with a bang. But this was so important because there are so many different reasons why we settle in different things in our life. Why do we settle in different areas of our life, in our relationships, whether it be marriage, whether it be sometimes even in our friendships, we settle. We settle in friendships we settle in relationships we settle in jobs and careers like guys why do we really settle so whenever you think about this question and you kind of think about it really broad broadband right you think about all of the different reasons why people choose to settle why people settle in their job if they're not making enough money instead of taking the leap of faith to really do what they're called to do why do people settle in relationships instead of getting what they really want and what they really deserve they kind of just accept whatever's offered to them why do people do that why do people decide that they don't feel that they are good enough to get what it is that they really want or what it is that they really desire so the first thing that I have on my list because I've got a few bullet points for us but the very first bullet point comes up is that we don't know who we are we don't know who we are when we settle into situations when we settle into relationships when we settle into that job we just don't know who we are and we feel sometimes like settling into this place this is what I have this is all that I have this is all that I got and this is what we're supposed to do but can I just encourage you today that you don't have to settle you don't have to settle in that place because you don't know who you are. You got to get to know who you are. You got to get to know who God has created you to be. I always like to tell the story um, of myself because I'm very transparent. So because this is my podcast, you're going to hear a lot of my transparency. Um, and I am a firm believer in sharing things that I am healed from, things that God has already healed me from, taken me through the process of. And he gives me permission to share because it's going to help someone. So I always like to tell the story of when I was growing up. And if you've ever read my book, Pain for Purpose, which is also sold wherever books are sold, you better go get that book because it is absolutely amazing. Then you know a little bit about this story already. Um, I always talk about in my book and um, in podcasts that I've done in the past, I always talk about how I didn't know who I was when I got married. Um, when I got married, I was 21 years old. I was very young. Um, very immature. I had my first son already. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know to whom I belonged. I didn't even know. Listen, I didn't even have a study foundation in my life. I talk about in my book how my parents were very, very young whenever I was born. My mom had me at the age of 15 um, and my father was 14, which takes them back to being um, 13, uh, 13 and 14 during my conception. So they were children themselves, right? Um, my father lived in an entirely different state. 
I didn't see my father from the age of seven until I was 21 years old. So my entire adolescent years, young adult, youth, teenage years, all of those years I went without my father. My mom was very young and because of some of the things that she experienced that I didn't really find out until later on in life, some of those things that she experienced prevented her from parenting me, prevented her from really being a mother to me, um, prevented her from really getting close to me as mother-daughter rela mother relationships are supposed to be. And because of that, I moved around a lot. I went from family to family to family, kind of whenever I was young, I didn't have stability. Um, and not only that, my father's family, and I talk about this in my book as well, my father's family didn't believe that I was his kid. So a lot of the years in my father's life, a lot of the years in that life, I didn't have that support of that family because they didn't believe that I was the child of my father. So whenever you really, really think about, you know, the foundation and the stability, I, I didn't have any of that. So I come from a place of just really not knowing who I was and to whom I belonged to. When I met my um, ex-husband, when I met him at that time, he seemed perfect, right? He seemed, it, it seemed perfect. Like, oh my God, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what's supposed to happen. Like, oh my God, I am so happy. I'm so excited that I finally got what I've never had, you know, like family and stability and things like that. And you jump into situations because it feels right or because of what you lack in that very, very moment. But at the same time, it's not necessarily what you need. It's just because there's already a void there. We don't know or understand that it's still something greater. And we don't know that because we haven't consulted the creator himself about us, right? Um, so I say all of that to say I went into this marriage and I didn't know who I was or to whom I belong. I didn't know who exactly God was calling me to be, what God was calling out of me, what was embedded or embirthed in me. I didn't know any of these things. And it's a dangerous place to be in when you get into situations and you don't know. You just don't know who you are. Um, you don't know what it is that you're supposed to do. And so because we go into situations like that, we tend to settle for whatever it is, whatever it is that it is, whatever it is that presents itself, if it looks better than where we currently are, we automatically think that that's what we're supposed to have, or this is greater for us, but it's not. And so when we find ourselves settling into that place, because we don't know we, who we are, we have to go a step further. And we have to think about, which is my very next bullet point, is that we don't value ourselves. We don't place a worth or a value on ourselves because we don't know it ourselves. We don't, we don't know who we are. So how do we put a worth or a value on something that we don't know? We don't know what it is, right? That's just like us trying to take something that we find outside on the ground and we trying to put a very high value on it. And we don't even know what it is. We don't know where it come from. We don't know who had it before us. We just found it. Um, and that's how we present ourselves sometimes in situations. We present ourselves as because we don't know who we are, because we don't value ourselves, then we will simply just take or accept whatever is presented to us.
but we don't have to do that. Can I just encourage you today that we don't have to do that? We don't have to do that. It wasn't until I got into my marriage and I really started to go through things. I really started to just, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I don't understand. How can I go through so much in my young adult life, so much in my childhood, just not being wanted or not knowing where I'm supposed to be. And then I get in my marriage and then I'm still going through things like, God, what is it that you're saying? And it wasn't until I got to that place where I'm like, okay, God, I really want to know you for me. Um, and I say that because I was exposed to God because of my grandmother. Thank God for my grandmother, um, because my parents didn't go to church. Um, I didn't live with my father because he was in another state. My mom didn't go to church. And so it was because of my grandma that I was ever even exposed to God. So my grandma exposed me to God, but there were still so many things that I didn't know. There were still so many questions that I had that just went unanswered because I was unaware myself. And I remember going to him and I'm like, okay, God, I don't want to just know you through my grandma. I need to know who you are for me. I need to know what it is that you're doing with my life because I just feel like I, I, I can't get ahead. I feel like I just don't know what you want from me. What is it that you want from me? And it wasn't until I got to that very low place that God was like, now I can use you. Now I can pick you up. Let me first tell you a little bit about yourself. Let me tell you what I see in you. And that was one of the most, it was the greatest highlight of my life because it wasn't until then that I, consulted the creator about his creation right so I know that sounds like wait a minute why I never thought of that right me neither but how do we expect to know who we are how do we expect to know to whom we belong how do we expect to know exactly who and what God has called us to be until we consult him who is our creator about the creation, which is us. We are the creation of Christ. We are the creation. How do we expect to know all the things that we need to know about ourselves if we don't go and consult God, the manufacturer? So I like to use the example of when we buy things, when we buy something from the store, it always comes with instructions. It always comes with, you know, there's a manual or something inside the box. Listen, I am not a do-it-yourself girl, so this is beyond me, right? <laughs> but when we buy things, it always comes with some type of instructions. And on the disclaimer of the manual or the instruction, it'll come in there and say, the manufacturer is this. And if you have any questions or concerns or if this product is damaged or anything, then you can call the manufacturer. Why are we any different? Why do we not consult God about who we are and who he's calling us to be in this particular place in our life? We have to go to him because he is the creator. He designed us. The word tells us that we are beautifully and wonderfully made according to him. So he designed us. He knows everything that there is to know about us in order for us to get to know ourselves, in order for us to really know who we are and to really know the value that we really possess. We got to go to God. We've got to go to him and we've got to ask him, God, reveal those things about me that I don't know. God, reveal, reveal me through 
show me what you see through your eyes. Like, I want to see myself the way that you see me so that I will know exactly what you see. I want to be able to see myself and see myself doing these great things or being this great person or whatever it is that my gift is, whatever it is that God has placed on the inside of me. God, I want to be able to see myself operating in the purpose that you've designed for my life or really really focusing in on the destiny or the will that you have for me. Like, God, I want to see these things. Take me a little bit deeper. I want to know exactly how I've been designed to be loved. I always say that whenever I was in my marriage and before I knew who I was and I was in my marriage and I couldn't understand my love language. I couldn't understand the way that I desired to be loved because we have five basic love languages, but sometimes we can go a little bit further. Um, and what we really need and what we desire, it just goes a little bit further. And so I can remember just thinking like the way that I desire to be loved. Okay, God, is it complicated? It, is it complicated? Like, am I asking for a lot? Am I asking for too much? Or should I be just okay with the love that comes? Should I just settle into the love that, you know, because this is the way that they display love? And should I just be okay with that? But God wanted me to know that. Even in the way that he created me to be loved, it's not wrong that I desire to be loved like that. But waiting for the one that God has designed and created and purposed for me would display the love and the affection that I need. We have to go to the creator, guys. We've got to be able to go to God. We've got to be able to go to him and say, God, I really need you to show me these things. I really, really, really need to know who I am according to you. I need to know the value that's on my life. I need to know so that I can present myself differently because it's not until then that we're able to stand up in situations if we're on a job and the job is not meeting the need and the job is listen I've been on jobs before where the job may be meeting the need but the disrespect was real guys like the disrespect might be real or you know in the field in which I work in not necessarily operating in as of this moment um I can remember being on a job where they would look at you like because they sign your check right or because they owe you you feel, they feel like you owe them something and it wasn't it wasn't an equal entity situation and instead of walking away and putting your faith and trust in God because you know that your value is high and you can go and get another job that's not the problem sometimes we just stick it out I posted a video and I talked about how we just we be like we just gonna thug it out we're thugging it out. Listen, we're thugging it out because we got things to do. We got bills to pay. Like we got, but we don't have to do that. Understanding and knowing your value and who you are according to God, we don't have to thug it out. It's okay for us to get what we deserve. Listen to me. It's okay for us to not settle into a situation, not settle into that job because it meets the need, but allow people to be disrespectful. It's okay for us to not settle in there. And it's okay for us to walk away and believe and trust God to send the greater to us because we're placing the value on ourselves. How do we expect for people to see the value in us when we don't see it in ourselves? I often say this a lot of times in relationships. I've noticed that a lot of guys 
and some women, but I like to talk with guys in this particular situation. They go after women with low self-esteem. They may go after women who don't know who they are. They may go after women who they feel like they can just run over. Women that they feel like, well, yeah, she ain't, she ain't confident in who she is. She don't know who she is. And because of that, they, they target women like that. And they run over women. They run through women. They mistreat them, dog them out. And they do that because they feel like, they don't know who they are. They don't know their value. I'm not going to come in here and show them their value. If they don't know it, then I don't know it. It sounds crazy, but people really think like this. So I want you guys to know that in order for us to really know who we are and to whom we belong and who God has called us to be and to take us to this place of setting the value on ourselves to know that we are worth it guys we are worth it to know that we are worth it and to know that we are valued is to go to God and allow God to put this stuff in you allow God to fill those places that are voided listen there are voids within all of us there may be something that happens and you don't know why it happens like that I don't know why I feel like this whenever I see this or I don't know when I'm scrolling like this is bothering me. I don't know why. Listen, those are voids. These are places that God really want to go inside of us. He really wants to go inside of these places. He really wants to get deep inside of us with these particular places. And he can do that and he can fill those voided places with the things that we need in order to be whole, in order to be healthy. We've got to go to him in order for him to do that. Listen, God knows all things, but there are things that God only does when we go to him, when we ask him, when we request like, God, this is what I need. And we go with that sincerity in our hearts and in our lips. And we humble ourselves at him at his feet. And we surrender ourselves to him and say, God, I need you. Though th that's when he shows up for us in those places. Listen, we've got to do it. Okay. Um, my very next bullet point is we're afraid of being alone. I often say um, that when we are afraid to be alone with ourselves, then why would we expect for anyone else to want to be alone with us, right? And I know that sounds crazy, but the reality is I've heard so many people tell me that they would rather be with somebody than with nobody. I can't be alone. Sharon, I can't be by myself. I don't know how to be by myself. I don't know how to do it. I've always been in a relationship. I've always had somebody there. And because of that, not only are they afraid to be alone, not only are they finding themselves going from relationship to relationship to relationship, but they keep attracting the same spirit within a different person because they've never consulted God about what they really need. They haven't consulted him, so they don't know what it is that they really need in order to be satisfied. Guys, we can't settle in um, any situation because we're afraid to be by ourselves. I heard this one person say, um, having a piece of man there is better than having no man at all. And I beg to differ. I posted a video and I talked about um, having a warm body there. 
and, you know, settling in because we have a warm body or being able to say, well, I got a man and he's here with me, even if he's not fulfilling the roles and the duties of what a, a man really needs to be doing. But we're satisfied just being able to say that we have someone there, even if he's not really there. Physically, he may be there, but mentally, spiritually and emotionally, he doesn't show up. Presently, he's not showing up physically in the house, but presently not being there is not him showing up. That's not having a man there. That's having a body to fulfill the space to make you feel like you're not alone. But the reality is you're still alone. I have seen more relationships where people are in marriages or people are in relationships. And although they're in a relationship, they are more alone than someone who's single and thriving and know who they are. Guys, we can't settle in to having just somebody there to take up space if they're not operating in the roles that we need them to be operating in our lives. It's so important that we don't settle in because we're afraid to be by ourselves. It's so important that we don't settle in because we don't know how to be by ourselves. We don't know how to be alone. We can't accept whatever is given to us because we don't know how to be by ourselves and to love ourselves enough to take ourselves to the movies and take ourselves to dinner. Listen, I love that, right? So people think that it's a big deal to be able to take yourself to the movies, to take yourself to dinner. I'll take myself to brunch. Like I love me, right? I have absolutely no problem taking myself anywhere. I mean, anywhere at all. And we got to get confidently in that space to where we love ourselves enough to want to be with ourselves, to want the very best for ourselves, to want ourselves to be in a place of thriving, happiness, where we're, we're really literally putting into each other and it's not one-sided. I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm doing 90% of the work and all he has to do is just stay in order to be that 10%, make up that 10% of what I'm not doing. I don't want that. I want someone in a relationship who's an equal entity. I want you chasing after me just as much as I'm chasing after you. I want you... Listen, loving me just as much as I'm loving after you, whenever I'm at any type of marriage event, I'm always asked to say something. And one thing that I always say, one piece of advice that I always give to my new couples is if you're constantly trying to please your spouse and your spouse is constantly trying to please you and you are his focus and he is yours, then there are no gray areas. There's no way that your needs don't get met and his needs don't get met if you're both focusing on pleasing each other. It becomes real selfless and not selfish. Come on, guys. We are so much better than this. And I say we because I've been here. I can only speak on this. I can only help you because I've been here. I know what it feels like to be there in that space. I know what it feels like to rather have somebody there than to not have anybody there. I know what it feels like to say, hey, listen, I am, I've got kids here and, you know, 
this is what my family, I want my family to look like, especially coming from me. Um, I didn't grow up in a two parent home. I didn't grow up in a parent home period, you know? So it's like coming into a situation of my own. I only have, um, better thoughts and better ideas and better ways that I want my children to grow up. So I would absolutely say, hey, listen, we're going to thug this thing out and we're going to make this thing work because I want my children to grow up differently than I did. But it doesn't always mean that we're doing the very best thing for them. Sometimes we're actually doing more damage than good. We have to be careful of the things that we're holding on to or we're settling into things. We have to be careful when we're settling into things, the why behind why we're settling. And we think that the why is helping, but it's not. The why isn't strong enough for you to justify the settling that you're allowing. It's not. My very next bullet point is a lot of times is. We're hoping that they will change or we're hoping that we can change them. How many times do we go into situations and we're looking at the situation like, okay, I see this, I see that, but I just know things are going to be different. I know things are going to get better. Um, how many times do we see red flags in the beginning? Almost every situation, even in jobs, guys. Even in jobs, I can attest to a situation where I was in and I was getting ready to start a new job and I can remember seeing things in the beginning, just the communication in the beginning, just the way things were kind of moving. And because you see one thing and your focus is here and you're like, okay, I, I see this, but I know that this is going to be beneficial in this area, then we just settle into it and we decide that our reasoning for staying or our reasoning for going or our reasoning for settle is greater than what we see. And it's not, it is not. Guys, red flags are there for a reason. They are there because it's important that we pay attention to the signs. I don't care what kind of relationship you're in, relationship, friendship, whatever, whatever you see at the beginning is going to be there. It's not going to change because you get married. It's not going to change because you get a title. It's not that those things don't just change. Change has to come from within the person. In order for change to happen, um, we've got to make sure that the person can acknowledge that change needs to happen, that change needs to happen within their lives. And they can say, OK, listen, I'm tired of being like this. I want to change not for you, but for me. And until they get to that place, I don't care how much you're praying. Listen, you can pray into your needs are ashy white. OK, you can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. But until your prayers shift from God, instead of praying, God, change them. God, make them better. Make them do this. God, Lord, search me. What is it inside of me that is allowing this behavior? What is it inside of me? that is drawn to this type of behavior. God, what is it inside of me that is settling into this behavior? What, what, what is it? What, why don't I have the courage to walk away from a situation that's not conducive to who I am and to who you're calling me to be? What, why don't 
What God, what is it? What is it within me? We have to shift the prayer from that person to start praying for ourselves. God, help me to know my worth. Help me to know my value. Help me to know that I am more than enough, that I am more than enough. And there's no reason why I should have to settle in or accept this or be okay with this if I know that this is not conducive to who I am and who you're calling me to be. I want you to just ponder that. I want you to really think about it because in so many ways, we accept things that we just don't have to. And we're praying and we're hoping for change. And we think that years and years and years of time will bring change. And listen, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I've been her. When you've invested so much time into a person and you're like, wait a minute. I don't want to walk away and all this work that I'm putting into them. Somebody else comes and reap the benefits. Like, no, I'm going to stick. I'm going to thug this thing out. Here's my favorite saying again. I'm going to thug this thing out until the end because I know that the change is coming. But whenever you get to looking at the time wasted, you can't blame anyone else but yourself because you allowed it and you stayed in it for so long. God, I am praying for courage for every person who is listening on this podcast today, whether they hear it when it airs or whether they hear it later, no matter what situation, no matter what relationship they're in, God, I am praying that you would give them the courage to see the value that you've put on them, to see that they are worth it and to see that they are more than enough. And you would give them the courage to walk away from anything that is not conducive to who you're calling them to be. That is my prayer for every listener today on this podcast. Lastly, and this is my last bullet point. We don't want to start over. We don't want to start over. Listen, dating is different. Okay. I I can attest to that as well. Dating is different in these streets in 2023. Dating ain't like it was years and years and years and years ago when I was dating. It's different. So a lot of the ways that we're meeting people now and a lot of the things that we're doing, it's like I've been with this person for so long. I don't want to start over. I don't want to have to go back to dating I don't want to have to re-get to know someone all over again and they get to know me. I don't want to do that because you do that when you're younger and when you get older and you get to a certain age, you just feel like you don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do it. But listen, starting over is so much better than settling in. You don't want to just stay settled in because you don't want to start over. I can promise you that when you intentionally start seeking after God and when you intentionally start seeking the purpose of God, God, what it is that you're calling me to do, what it is that you want me to do in my life, God, what it is that you're saying concerning me. And when that becomes our focus, the person, the purpose partner, that's what I call him. He's worth the wait is all about God sending you your purpose partner, the person that was designed and created for you, who you will align with. 
right? So when you're focused in on your purpose and doing the things that God is calling you to do, that person is going to come and find you. You know why? Because you're going to be actively in the place where he can find you. So when we're settling in and when we're holding on, we're holding on to something that God is like, listen, I got so much greater for you. There's something that I want to do for you. There's somewhere that I want to take you, but I can't do it because you won't let this thing go that you're holding on to over here on the other side. I need you to let this thing go so that you'll be able to get what it is that I really have for you. In order for us to do that, in order for us to be able to really let it go and really get what God has for us, we've got to see the value in ourselves enough to say, okay, I'm going to walk away from this thing because I'm better than this. And it's not arrogancy, guys. It's not about being arrogant. It's not about being um, thinking that you're more highly than what God has esteemed you to think. It's not thinking that you're better than and you're this and you're that. Listen, if that's how people think about you, then you let them think. One thing that God did for me that I am so grateful for is he delivered me from the thoughts and opinions of people. That, listen, the thoughts and the opinion of people don't bother me. You can think however you want to think about me. That's totally fine. That's your thought process. That's your perception. Hey, do what makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change who I am according to God. So you walk according to him and what he's saying concerning you. But holding on to something that is not serving you purpose or something that is not what he has for you, it only hinders him getting what he really got from you got for you it, it doesn't come to you until you remove it out of the way i often say this when it comes to like friendships you know how you can have people in your life and these are people that you think are just supposed to be a part of your life sometimes friends you've been friends with forever you know we grew up together we went to college together we did this together but whenever that pull comes, that separation comes, because there's a place that you're going that they're, they, they're not going, you have to be okay with that. And one thing that I know about God is when you pray the prayer, and sometimes you don't even have to pray the prayer, right? Sometimes you don't have to pray the prayer, God, remove the people in my life who are not supposed to be there, because God looks out for his own. God looks out for us because he loves us. And when we're diligently serving him and our hearts are right and we're trying to do what he's called us to do, he's looking out for us sometimes when we're not looking out for ourselves because we'll make an excuse of why they did what they did or why they are the way that they are. Or we'll find some reason to justify the behavior or we'll ignore the red flags, we'll ignore the signs, we'll ignore things that we know are popping right at us. Because we want to see the good in every person, even when the good is hidden behind all of the bad that they're showing us. Sometimes it's not necessarily that they're bad or that they're treating you wrong. They're just not good for you. I'm so intentional about relationships relationships in this season of my life i'm so intentional about people who are attached to me versus people who are connected to me people who are connected to me and they're connected to where i'm going and they're connected to what i'm doing 
um, in my ministry or in my life and purpose, um, those relationships weigh a lot different than people who are attached. These are people who just leech on. These are people who just hold on. They see that you're doing some good, but they're not trying to do good. They're not trying to go. They're just trying to be on for the ride just in case you make it to the top because you know they ride with you or you ride. They know you ride with them. So they know if you go, they going to go because you're going to bring them. We have to be very intentional even about our relationships because it is so important that people who are attached to us they fall off. We have to know that attachments fall. They fall off. They fall here. They fall there. And the higher you go up, people who are attached and not connected, they don't have a, it's the altitude of going up. So as you're going up and they don't have the proper mask and they don't have the, what they need in order to be able to breathe on that level, they have to fall off. So sometimes we don't have to pray and say, God, can you remove people from my life? Sometimes God will just keep pulling you up and he'll keep pulling you in a different direction of what they're able to handle and they just fall off on their own. But becoming intentional about the relationships, becoming intentional about why we're not settling. Listen, we're not settling for anything and for anybody. We don't have to. We have a father, not only who created us, but a father who loves us, a father who looks out for us, a father who wants the absolute best for us, a father who wants to give us everything that we desire that aligns with him, that aligns with his purpose for our lives. There is so much that God wants to do inside of us. Each and every one of you have a gift. You've got something that God gave you just for you. Nobody can outdo this for you. Nobody can do it better than you. I don't care how many people are doing it. You're the only person who can do it like you. You are authentically you. And because you are designed and created that way, God wants to do something within you. You don't have to settle for anything that's beneath you. You don't have to settle for anything that's less than. You don't have to settle for someone because you don't want to start over. Start over, sis. I'm here to tell you it's not as it's it's not as bad as it seems. Start over. You don't have to settle in for a person because you don't want to be by yourself. Listen, learn to love you. And learn to love every aspect of you, every part of you. Learn to love you according to the way that your creator has created you. Learn all of the things about you that spark you. Learn the things that make you happy and the things that make you sad. When you learn to love you on that level, then you don't have to worry about nobody coming in trying to outlove you. You don't have to worry about nobody coming in or not showing you the love that you need. You don't have to worry about settling for someone who's giving you the crumbs off their plate or the crumbs that's left on the table versus sitting you down and giving you the full course meal because that's what you deserve. You're not going to accept that because you're going to love you enough to say, hey, I will be over here in this corner all by myself. Before I sit in a relationship 
that serves me no purpose or that belittles me or that rejects me or makes me feel less than what I am. If it's not uplifting you, if it's not encouraging you, if it's not bringing the very best out of you, if this person is not trying to cultivate who you are and who you've been called to be, he's not the one. And that is okay. He's the one for somebody. He just might not be the one for you. And that is okay. Don't feel as though you've got to settle into that or settle in with him because you don't want to sit over here and be by yourself until the right person comes along. You got to keep space for the right one to be able to get to you. You got to make sure that no one's occupying a space that they don't deserve. And they're blocking the driveway or they're blocking the street. And the person who's really supposed to get to you, he has no way to get to you because there's someone occupying his face. And he has to wait. He has to wait until you are ready. A lot of times we're, oh my God, I'm waiting for my husband. I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him. But a lot of times he's really waiting for you. He's waiting for you to get in position. He's waiting for you to get to where you need to be so that he will be able to get to you because he can't get to you if you're not in your rightful place. He can't get to you if you don't clear out the space for him to be able to come in. He can't get to you if someone else is occupying his space. I want you guys to ponder that. Guys, I am so excited about this podcast. You have no idea. I am so excited about what God is saying, what God is doing, how God is moving, how God is operating. Listen, there is so much to come. I am praying for each and every one of you, everybody that is assigned to me. There is a we that is assigned to me, that is assigned to my ministry, that is assigned to who God is calling me to be in this season of my life. I am so thankful and I'm so grateful and I'm so humbled that God has chosen me to be his vessel in this moment, in this space. Um, And I'm excited about what's to come. You guys have to stay tuned for He's Worth the Wait podcast. Um, Stay tuned for this podcast, guys. You're going to get your episodes and they're going to come and they're going to be oh so good. I am so excited. Just the recording factor of them gets me excited about what God is doing and what God is saying and how he's moving. I'm so elated to be in this space with you, to be in this moment with you, um, to encourage you that you don't have to settle. Um, You don't have to settle. You don't have to um, give in to something. You don't have to accept less than who you are. Um, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to end this podcast. One thing that God did for me years ago was he gave me affirmations. Um, And I am a firm believer of affirmations. I'm a firm believer in really affirming over your life. I believe heavily in that. And um, God gave them to me and he gave me the ones that were just for me. And so if you go to God and you pray, um, 
that God will start to reveal things in you. God, reveal these places in me that I'm not really sure of. Reveal these places in me that makes me feel a little weird. And God will give you affirmations that are just for you. He gave me the ones that are, were just for me. And I remember putting putting them on the wall on my side of the bed um, in our bedroom, in my bedroom. So whenever I would sit up on the side of the bed, I would be facing them. And I started to just recite them and regurgitate them every single day until I noticed that I became what I was speaking. We have life and death in our tongues. We can speak good or we can speak evil. Whatever we speak, it cultivates and it shapes our view in our world. I started to speak these affirmations over my life every single day till I didn't even have to read them off. I would find myself just walking and talking and and really seeing these these affirmations really manifest and coming to fruition in my life. And I could see it in my walk and I could see it in my talk and the way that I carried myself. And I could see God just doing these things inside of me. And so I am encouraging you today. That if you're finding yourself in a place of settle, if you're in a relationship, if you're single and you're waiting for Mr. Right, and you're finding your place in a settle, you're finding yourself in a place of just settling into whatever, I would encourage you to start affirming over your life. Seek the creator on yourself, who you are what your worth is, what your value is. Seek the creator and allow him to tell you exactly what it is that you need to know about you. And even if you're in a relationship and you're struggling because you're not sure if he's the one or not, then I would encourage you to do the same thing. Go to God, not about him, not about the relationship. Go to God about you, sis. Go to God about you and what it is that you need to know about you, what it is that you need God to do within you, what he needs to reveal to you about you. And then you go back to that relationship when God does the work inside of you. And if you're married, I don't want you to feel excluded because it's never too late for you to know exactly who it is that God has called you to be. It's never too late for you to know exactly who it is that God has placed on you or what God has placed inside of you and who God is calling you to be in this season of your life. It's never too late. And I would encourage you, even in your marriage, to seek God about that, to seek God about you first. A lot of times in relationships, in marriages, I can attest, we go to God about everything before we go to God about ourselves. Let's go to God about ourselves first and allow God to do the work inside of you so that the other things will come. Other things will come, but let's let God do the work inside of us first. Guys, I am Sharon Tillman. I am so excited about what God is doing and what he is going to do. I am praying for courage. I am praying for strength. I am praying for each and every individual on this podcast today to know exactly who you are according to God, according to who he's called you to be, and what he's placed on the inside of you that has to come out. You are worthy. You are worth it. You are valued. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are amazing. You are everything that God has designed and created you to be and so much more. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be uplifted. I want you to know that God is for you, that God is with you, 
and that God wants to see the very best version of you be executed in this earth. There is something that he wants you to do. And in order for you to do it, you got to get to know him, get to know the creator, seek him about who you are and where you're going and who he's calling you to be. I love you guys for real. Stay tuned. He's Worth the Wait podcast. Again, I am your host, Sharon Tillman. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing day.